Thankfully, C4 Energy has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus. C4 Smart Energy is formulated with 200 milligrams of natural caffeine from green coffee beans, plus potassium, niacin, and vitamin B12 to support well-being and help you feel your best, all while promoting fat burn and boosting metabolism. So I have recently tried C4 Smart Energy, and let me tell you, it is giving me a boost. That caffeine is hitting because I have a very short attention span. I get distracted so easily, and I tried it, and I was like, yeah, this is a boost all right. I love that. Look for smart energy every day in the beverage aisle at your local Target. Go grab a can and share on social media tagging at C4 Energy and the It's Me Tinks podcast to show how smart energy helps you stay focused wherever you are. C4 Smart Energy. Stay focused. Hi, guys. Welcome back to It's Me Tanks. Happy Friday. Oh, my gosh. I feel like the holiday season is now in full swing. It's raging, honestly. It's absolutely raging. I am recording this in New York. Just got back from London, and I've been having the most blissful couple of hibernation days. I know, I know. You guys really like it when I'm, like, chilling by myself watching TV. It's truly all of your guys' favorite time when I'm just chilling by myself. And I got to say, it's some of my favorite time too. And I just, it is insane what three days alone can do for you. And I don't want to talk too much about this. This is actually the topic of Monday's podcast. I want to actually do a whole episode on how to have fun alone, the importance of being alone, and why I love it so much. So I don't want to go too much into it, but I will say that post- Thanksgiving craziness. It's always a big week of eating and drinking and partying and staying out late and not sleeping and whatever. I can't remember which therapist taught me this, but she said, whenever you're having, you know, one of those moments where you're like, I am pie, I have become pie and I'm just, you know, one with it. She said, or or, or whatever, you know, you've been drinking a lot, drinking champagne every day, what have you, a lot of wine. She said, it only takes three days to feel back in control. And Banana Brigade, I don't want to hear it. This isn't really like a big body image moment. This is just a moment for every single person out there who has overindulged in the past week and had fun. And that's great. See the body image holiday episode. Um, But if you're like, if you are back to work this week and feeling just like out of control and just like, I promise you, it only takes three days to feel back in control. And by that, I mean cooking food that makes you feel good. Um, going to bed early for the past three nights. I've gone to bed at nine o'clock, woke up every morning, rich mom walked every morning, drunk my water, you know, get my steps in all that good stuff in three days, you feel back in control. And I do promise you that. So I can talk more about that. But for me personally, I was drinking a lot in London. I was eating pie. I was having fun as we should, right? As we absolutely should. But if you're feeling like, holy moly, I need to get the reins on again, it's three days. It's literally just carving out three days for yourself and you feel a lot better. Okay. I want to talk about Balenciaga. I got to say, I'm really suspicious. For some reason, I just cannot believe that they would let that, that there would be that many mistakes. How could that happen? I'm sorry. 
I, I just don't believe that a company of that size or a brand, I'm sorry, a brand of that size with that many people working on it, with that many meetings. I mean, you think about the detail that goes into a bag or an outfit or whatever. You're telling me that that just slipped through the cracks, that that egregious creative somehow slid through. I, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, you guys, but part of me it reminds me almost of like Kanye, where it's like just when you think it can't get any worse, it does. And I, I don't know. I just want to put the question out there. Like, are they is it did they think, ooh, this is controversial. This is bad. Maybe if we do this, people will talk about us. Not that they needed any more press. I mean, they were already like, you know, such a famous brand, you know, with all these celebrities wearing them, whatever. I'm not sure. I, I I'm not sure I understand. Are they really trying to say it was just a mistake or that it kind of it seems like they're playing hot potato with the blame, right? They're like, oh, was it it was the photographer? Oh, it was, you know, this person. Oh, I'm sorry. It was no one person that much. I know that much. I know it was no one person saying like, yeah, this is they're not going to be able to pin this on one person. I, I really wonder what this means for the brand. I got to be honest, when I when I saw the first images with the kids, I have no idea why I thought this. I thought it was photoshopped. I thought, well, there's no way that they would actually have kids doing that. So or holding those, you know, whatever toys. I thought it was photoshopped. I thought it was some sort of, you know, because they do push the boundaries. I mean, I don't know if you remember their show the last one they did it was like there was mud and they were you know all this commentary on they they go deep right they go deep with the commentary and I thought maybe it's photoshop maybe I don't get it because you know I'm, I'm I don't know maybe I just don't get it but then I found out that no it was real I'll say this I think I think it's very wrong to blame the parents I do I'm gonna go ahead and say that that's my opinion I'm not a parent but I would bet that the parents didn't really know what was going on. I mean, I'm sure that they were like, hey, do you want your kid to be in like this fashion campaign that's, you know, I can see how that would, I can see how that part of the equation would kind of, you know, get screwed up. Like I can see them being like, hey, do you want your kids to be in this, you know, massive fashion campaign? They're going to hold these like kind of weird teddies, blah, 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 blah. Like I can see how that, that, um, you know got confused. I can. I mean, again, I have no idea. I'm just speculating what what went beyond. But, you know, people are just so quick to attack and there's so much parent shaming. And the truth is no parent would ever knowingly put their kid in harm's way. I'm sorry. So that's just my two cents. I'll be very interested to see what happens um, in the future. Now that you know how I feel about it, I want to talk about the obsession or no it's not obsession it's a fixation with having people in the public eye comment on things so the the thing the balenciaga thing happened i was i was traveling i was like okay just trying to learn more about the story you know i think we're very quick knee jerk you know comment oh put up this thing put up an infographic and you guys know how i feel about this i've spoken about it before i think that the trigger pulling the um trigger happiness of uh you know posting shit on instagram is insane and i started getting these messages how dare you uh not address balenciaga address balenciaga or i'm unfollowing you i'm sorry i've never worn a balenciaga dress in my life 
And even if I had, I'm not the spokesperson. Even if Balenciaga was my favorite brand, maybe I need a second to digest. I think it is symptomatic of the idiotic, I said idiotic, time that we're living in where it's just about virtue signaling. If you're my follower and you need me to come out and openly and come out and specifically say, I think that those ads were atrocious and I'm against what they stand for, then you're not my follower at all. Then you don't know me at all. And that's absurd. And we have to examine what role influencers play in the news. Now, do I comment on pop culture? Yes. Is, you know, was it expected that I'd probably weigh in eventually? Sure. But to comment, I had this one troll and I I hate to even give them light, but she, I know it was a girl. I'm sorry. I just, from the way it was written, I know. I was, she was tagging my mom. Like how could, how could Tinks not comment on, on the Balenciaga thing? How dare she not comment on it? Tagging my friends from home, tagging my boyfriend, sending me horrific messages. And my last straw was when I was posting about the horrific murders from the shooting that happened. And the person messaged me and said, another post about the shooting. And yet you haven't commented on Balenciaga. And then, and then you don't want to know what they said. So I guess you, you approve of child pornography. Whacked. Whack job. Okay. And this person took 20 minutes to make a fake Instagram account to do all this shit. First of all, my platform is my platform. And if that's difficult for you to understand, I'm sorry, you must not be very smart. Second of all, how dare you compare the murder of five people to anything? It's a tragedy and it doesn't compare to anything. And and we needed to take that moment to really look at our country and, and think about what's going on. And thirdly, the fact that it, what bothers me the most, I think, is that I know in some sick way that creepy little troll thinks that they're helping. Helping what? I have no idea. But I know that they think that they're helping. Why? What the hell? I, I really don't understand. Now, I'm always open to... um. I'm always open to crit- criticism and feedback, and I'm interested to know what what is it you got? Like, what do you need me to comment on every issue to know where I stand? Because I would hope that you would know where I stand on something like the Balenciaga issue. I've seen a lot of TikTok saying, "Oh, you know, celebrities aren't coming out and going against them, and you know, they don't want to be shunned from the fashion world." It's not for me that at all. It's and I'm not a celebrity, obviously, but it's not that. Oh, I'm worried that they're going to blacklist me. I was never going to be invited to one of their shows anyway. For me, it was like, okay, I'm just reading all this information. I'm just, I'm just taking a beat to absorb all of this and understand what happened in this story before I make a comment on it. So much virtue signaling happens online, and I really try to rage against just immediately saying something to say something like you guys again know how I feel about that it's just like shooting stuff off into the ether without any thought on that note 
So I have a trip planned to Palm Desert coming up and I booked an Airbnb because I wanted to be with all of my friends. This house we booked has a beautiful pool. So you guys know I will be catching some rays and doing a little bit of tanning. I know a few friends who have houses and when they're away, whether it's on a trip or they're traveling for work, they just Airbnb their houses. So they're like actively making money while they're away, which is kind of the dream, right? Like passively making extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with brand new releases and next listen recommendations. There's a story for every listener from classic favorites to exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors. Okay, so you guys, I listened to The Shards by Brett Easton Ellis on Audible and it was so scary. Okay, I was freaking out. I would be in my car listening to it and I literally sometimes would have to pull over because I was so engrossed in the story. It's set in Los Angeles. It is a mystery mystery, thriller, whodunit. And it is so scary and it's so emotive. And I literally was addicted to it. I couldn't do anything else for like two weeks while I was listening to it. Audible members can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog. New Audible members can try Audible now for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash tinks or text tinks to 500-500. That's audible.com slash tinks or text tinks to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days. I wanted to do a sharp left turn, sharp, 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 and talk about my second favorite holiday movie and all the things that it, all the issues and, and good and bad things that it brings up. Um, the Family Stone. And I think the reason that I love this movie so much is because it does what I, what, for example, White Lotus does, where it, it, it has this uncanny ability to create tension in very simple settings and simple situations. I think that I love this movie because it's, well, it's a Christmas movie, obviously. I think I love a lot of the actors and actresses in it. I think that um, it, it, <laughs> it, you know, I'll say it. It really was like the family that I wanted. I know that sounds kind of bad, but when I, w- I remember first watching it, I was like, that's totally what, what I wish my family was. And the truth is there are very few families that are like this. And every family has its trials and tribulations, but that was definitely part of it for me. I think it has really interesting themes of like opposites attract, of... um bringing your boyfriend or girlfriend or significant other home for the first time, which is so interesting and something that's very stressful for some people, including me. I think it has to do a lot with like family embarrassment, which is, again, something that I've, you know, kind of had an interesting relationship with and and whatever. And I just love it. It's also very funny. There will be spoilers. So if you haven't watched it, please go watch it. I mean, there's really nothing to spoil. It's more about, it's really more one of those movies that's about the experience than like the end result. There's no twists and turns. Um, I guess there are, but I want to go through it and talk about it. The Family Stone. Okay. So first of all, Diane Keaton, I mean, the cast is all-star. The cast is all-star hits. It's, it's amazing. And, um, Diane Keaton is she kind of looks like my mom I think that's why they have like some of the similar mannerisms which is I think why it tugs on my heartstrings so much it's just that 
you know, very sweet suburban American town and it's there's snow and it just feels very traditional. And of course, we always want what we can't have, you know. I, I really, really craved that when I was younger. I was like, oh, everyone in America has like a perfect family and they live in a beautiful house and like they go home for the holidays and no one argues and blah, 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 blah. So the scene is set. And so they have five kids. They have Thad, um, who is deaf and Thad's partner, Patrick. And oh, this is so crazy. So I rewatched it this morning in preparation for this. And a big theme is in the movie is Thad being gay and him and Patrick being a couple and they're trying to adopt a child and and how difficult it was. And I think they make a point of showing how accepting the family is. And I was like, it is so insane that that was such a, uh, that needed to be so overt. And then I looked up when it was made. It was made in 2005. And then I was like, just for shits and gigs, like when was gay marriage legalized in um, New York state? And it was 2011. Insane. Insane. We forget that in our lifetime, I mean, it brings, it just made me so emotional when I was watching it this morning. And it was just like, it's really insane to think, but that's relevant for a little point in the movie later. Then Rachel McAdams. Okay, call me crazy. I think this is Rachel McAdams like best role. Like it's her most different role. You know, she always kind of plays not always, but she has similar characters. And this is just such a fun role for her. Her name is Amy and she's kind of like the bitchy sister. And she, you know, no one is ever good enough for her brothers. And she's just it's like a fun character. So Meredith is played by Sarah Jessica Parker. And it's also fun because I feel like SJP quite often plays a similar character. She kind of plays Carrie, but this role is like she's uppity, she's uptight, she's very career driven. She's kind of anal, you know, let's just say it, she's anal. And she's coming home to meet Everett's family. Oh, and then they have like the other the other sister, Susanna, who's pregnant and um she's a mom and she's kind of like the nice one and she doesn't really have a plot line apart from like that her husband never shows up and it's kind of insinuated that maybe she's having like issues with her husband or whatever. So they're coming back and like automatically, you know, it's just going to be a clash because the family is so warm and they're all wearing like mismatched plaid and like oversized t-shirts and they love each other so much. And then Meredith were introduced to her and she's like anal and, you know, wearing all these tight, you know, suits and is very angular and has this weird throat clearing thing, which you automatically know is going to annoy everybody. And it's awkward, right? It's awkward going home to meet your significant other's family for the first time, especially at Christmas, especially at a time which is ripe with tradition and people, you know, have all their little things and it's the end of the year and it's a special time and it's very like sensitive for people. Um, And, so she comes <laughs> she comes back to the house and they're all like we're gonna hate her Amy's like you're gonna hate her you're gonna hate her and she's so awkward and that's been all of us right we've all been the awkward person meeting our boyfriend or girlfriend's family for the first time it's I don't know why it's so awkward I think people feel varying degrees of awkwardness I think when I was younger, I felt like extreme anxiety about introducing boyfriends to my family and extreme anxiety about meeting boyfriends, 
parents or families. But it's because when you're younger, you still want that validation from parents. And I it doesn't go away ever. I was so funny. I was literally just on the phone with my therapist recapping London. And I was like, yeah, well, I'm always going to want my parents uh, approval. So um, I don't think it goes away. But I think that you when you grow up, you're less worried about you're just less worried about it. But you, of course, you want them to like you. And of course, you want their approval because it's to varying degrees, they do have an influence on your significant other. So then they don't seem that in love. That's a note that I have in my phone is Everett and Meredith. Like they really don't seem like they love each other. They seem like a good pairing. You know, they tell the story of how they met. They met in Hong Kong in business and they seem like a good pairing, but they don't seem like they're that in love, which is interesting. And I think when I watch it through the lens of my 32 year old self, their relationship is a, like quite similar to a lot of people that I know now where it's like they don't really seem goo goo gaga for each other. They just seem like a good pair. Like they seem like two socks that match each other, but they're not like madly in love. And that's interesting. And then you meet Luke Wilson and Luke Wilson plays Ben, who's kind of like the pothead brother who... You know, he's kind of silly and everyone's favorite. And he meets Sarah Jessica Parker and they like, you can feel the spark. Like there's some spark. And here you're kind of introduced to a main theme in the movie, which is like opposites attract, right? Because Everett and Meredith, I think his name is like Dermot Mulroney who plays Everett. He's fantastic. He's like such good rom-com fodder. It's amazing. He and Meredith are so, they're the same. And I, and I, gosh, we'll, we'll talk about that at the end, but you know, on the outside again, they're like two socks that match each other. I have it in a a note in here. SJP is just so anal, but she also tries too hard. Yeah. So that's a very interesting thing that I wanted to talk to you guys about is like, I think especially in a family that has a lot of siblings, you have to strike the right balance. If you're going home to meet your SO's family, you have to strike the right balance of like wanting to impress them but not trying too hard because I think a main downfall for people when they go home to meet the family is like they try too hard and then people like the sister like they can smell it and I would be fucking lying through my teeth if I said that I didn't have a teeny teeny I said teeny bit of Amy in me I have a brother and I think Obviously, every sister wants the best for their brother, but it's like, you know, another girl is coming around. I like to think that I'm very nice. I'm super close with my brother's ex now, I guess, but whatever. Um, And all of his girlfriends I've been nice to, but like you want them to try, but not try too hard. Like you want them to have self-respect. And in it, Meredith's SJP, like she doesn't have self-respect and or she does have self-respect, but like she just tries so fucking hard, like literally trying so hard and is so anal. Like there's a part when like the little girl, like the neat or the granddaughter is like playing with her shoes and the heel breaks and she just like looks so upset and it's like any person would just be like oh don't worry about it like it's just a shoe like who fucking cares and she just like looks like she's gonna cry like she's a very fragile baby bird and and the family just can smell blood and they from the get-go just give her the hardest time okay so the tension is mounting and they 
the family are being so rude and the parents kind of like she decides to move to a to the inn and not stay in the house oh because this is the other good part is SJP's character is like well it's wrong for me to sleep in the same bed as you Everett in your in your parents house and that's just so it's such a good little detail because you can totally see the mental gymnastics that a woman would get herself to being like well I don't want your parents to think that we're fucking so like I'm going to be really respectful but in doing so she's causing a bigger issue because she that means that another room is taken up and like whatever and she's just trying to be so like chaste or I don't know what virginal but it's like and and then Diane Keaton the mom is like you guys don't screw and they, they look like they're I don't know 35 at this point so like obviously they're fucking like what's the big deal but it's just so funny that the things that we think in our head that parents would still care about and I think that that brings it back to what I was saying at the beginning like you want the parents approval and even though you might be like 35 you're like ooh, like can't can't let them know we're doing the deed or whatever so Anyway, she ends up moving to the inn. The parents call a meeting and they're like, you guys, stop fucking with her. we got to try harder, whatever. And um, then the uh, Diane Keaton is like, she's going to ask me for the ring. He's going to ask me for the ring. He's going to ask her to marry her. And, and then they all start talking as a family, like, do they love each other? And like, they just clearly don't. And there's a really funny, there's a really funny moment where, SJP is trying to cook some dish for the family to try and like make an olive branch or you know bring some of her family tradition into uh, into their life and they're all like looking at her and they're like are those mushrooms and then she's like yeah and they're like isn't Everett allergic to mushroom and she's like I didn't know and it's like imagine being almost being engaged to someone and not knowing they were allergic to mushrooms like that's insane to me like I literally that's so there you go they're they're not in love they're just a good pairing and again it just it made me sad because because I was like you know if this was another movie is if this was an offshoot about Everett and Meredith and their relationship how I would psychoanalyze it is like they're 35 they work a lot they just want to like get married and like try to push it through wrong if only Meredith had had my podcast she would know her self-worth and not settle for a guy just because he was good on paper because she reverse box theory the shit out of Everett that's that I know um so then she calls her sister, Julie, played by Claire Danes. Love Claire Danes. And it's so funny because I feel like Claire Danes plays... I think, by the way, Claire Danes is such an amazing actress. When you think about all her roles, she's always different. She's always fucking killing it. Actually, she's in this new show, Fleischman. I think it's called Fleischman is in Trouble. I'm dying to watch it. It looks really good. But you think about Homeland. You think about Little Women. You think about Romeo and Juliet. I fucking stand Claire Danes. And I love how like chic she is. Like I have no fucking idea where she lives. I have no idea about... I think she's married to that hot guy, Hugh Dancy. That could be a lie. I don't know. But anyway, I love that I don't know anything about her and that she's like one of those chic true a true actor not like a celebrity you know what I mean look at me being a little elitist bitch loving my actors and actresses the thing is I like my actors and actresses to be like Julianne Moore fucking cool fucking chic fucking amazing at acting no idea where she lives never seen a paparazzi picture of her love that for her because then I can imagine her better in the roles you know with with movie stars quote quote like celeb celebs I see them and I'm like oh I saw you a paparazzi picture of you at Ralph's uh you know drinking Starbucks with your dog the other day you know what I mean and that's unfair of me but hey life is unfair 
So Julie arrives and Julie and Everett have instant bajiggity. So now you've got the two brothers crossing wires and they kind of each have a, a spark with the other sister. And that's, you know, whatever. So, um, and and everyone loves Julie. So Claire Danes comes in and for some reason the family's like obsessed with her. They think she's so great and whatever. They just have a bias because they don't want, no one is good enough for their perfect Everett. Okay, then comes the most insane scene. This is this scene I think about once a week. It's the scene at dinner. So they're there and Thad and Patrick are talking about adopting a baby. And they're they're not married cuz like I, it wasn't legal then. So they're like partners and um you know, they're talking about um the baby and and Julie asks like do you care what race the baby is because Patrick is black and and Meredith is like Julie oh my god and she's like what I just wanted to ask which and it's such a perfect example of like what white people think racism is right like they think that that's racist but like no it's not it's just it's not bad to say it's not it's not wrong to ask and it's so funny because she's it's just such a perfect like thinking that it's a microaggression and she's just asking so they're like no it's okay you can ask us they're like we don't care as long as the baby's healthy we're so excited to adopt and she's like oh that's so nice whatever and then they get into talking about um like being gay and uh and diane keaton is like oh i wish that all my kids were gay and sarah jessica parker is like you don't really wish that did you you didn't really wish that and they kind of continue to make jokes and they're like no I, she's like no I really did like whatever and she's like oh I just feel like life is hard enough and they're like wait what do you mean and she's like I just mean that life is hard enough why would you want to add that to you know why would you wish that upon a, a child meaning why would you make life harder and it's like it's such a Oh God, you can you can't even breathe during the scene because it's so tense. And it's like you're so upset because you kind of know deep down that Sarah Jessica Parker's character doesn't mean it like it sounds, but also that it's this extremely sensitive topic for this family because their gay brother and son, you know, also happens to be deaf. His life also he also happens to have this other aspect of his life that makes it slightly more challenging and oh god it's just heartbreaking because then he's like I I don't understand like I don't hear what you're saying because she's not signing the sign language and the family's like on pins and needles already they're like ready to pounce at her pounce on her and then this is the crazy part which I kind of forgot that she said this she's like are you guys worried about nature versus nurture with the baby and they're like, what are you talking about? And she's like, well, you know, they I know that they've kind of isolated a gene, but, you know, there's no definitive um, uh, research either way about whether being around gay people makes you gay, which is insane that in 2005 they said that in a movie. But you guys, that's what people used to think. Like people used to literally I mean, what am I talking about? I'm sorry. That was wrong. Me. There are still people out there who are wrong and misinformed and honestly crazy who think that it's like nature versus nurture are you kidding me and then that's when the family like kicks off and they're like 
they're like, shut the fuck up, like enough, like that. That's crazy. Everybody here believes that you are born gay. Like, are you joking? And oh my god, it's just like the most intense scene because it's God and. Diane Keaton I'm gonna cry Diane Keaton like throws a fork at Thad because he's not looking at her and she's like hey you're like you're perfect like you're you're perfect to me like you're I want you to know that and the dad gets so upset and it's just like it's very emotional and oh my god it's just crazy to think you guys that that is so many it's just it's a very emotional scene and she like Meredith's character goes running off and she's like that's not what I meant you know you misunderstood me like I really didn't come from a bad place and and I think in that moment like everybody let me put it this way everybody has been misunderstood at one point or another in their life and I think I think that the reason the movie is so like you can't take your eyes off it is because it's everyone's worst fear to go into their significant other's home which is very tight-knit and and be misunderstood and offend you know I think that's like such a nightmare so then they're then they're like okay maybe like we yelled at her too much like maybe we kind of like whatever whatever so she she runs off and Luke Wilson Ben is like let's go to a bar and get drunk basically and then Everett her soon-to-be fiance and and her sister Julie are like let's go find her because she runs off whatever so Everett and Julie have this night where they're like looking for her and they're totally heading on off like they have this crazy spark and at the same time Meredith and Everett or sorry Meredith and Ben are at the bar getting wasted and she's like she's like I didn't mean that like I'm fun like you guys have the wrong end of the stick with me like you're just all so like intense and uh, whatever so it's really at this point very like opposites attracty and by the way Diane Keaton won't give him the ring because won't give Everett the ring because she's like I don't think that you're in love and then she does in the end whatever and also throughout like at some point um, you find out that Diane Keaton is sick which is like why there's all of a sudden you understand why the kids of the family are so it's so like heightened and everyone's taking everything so much more seriously and there's a really nice moment where the Diane Keaton and her husband I think his name is Kelly in the movie like they kind of lay down and he like puts her hand on her and they have like an intimate moment and I thought that was so nice because you don't really see like old people have intimate moments on movie or tv that much so anyway speeding up at the end um it's the big morning. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker blacks out and think that thinks that she fucked Luke Wilson, but she didn't. And Everett is madly in love with Julie all of a sudden. And it's like this big tension relief in the morning when Sarah Jessica Parker gives all the kids this framed black and white photo of Diane Keaton when she's pregnant with one of the kids. And like they're all crying and they're like, wow, you like really saw our family. Like this is such a beautiful gift. Kind of like all is forgiven moment. And then it comes out that Luke Wilson and Sarah Jessica Parker spent the night together even though they didn't shag and it's just kind of like this comic relief moment and then it's like a one year later thing and you kind of and you realize that um the brothers have swapped and they're (laughs) which like is not realistic like that's the only annoying thing is like that's not realistic I wish that they had done her friend instead of her sister because I don't think that you could in good faith go and fuck and marry someone who your sister dated for a solid year and thought that they were going to get engaged to. 
and I don't think that then Sarah Jessica Parker would be able to fuck and marry the brother of a guy she dated for a year. Like, I don't think that that's realistic, which is a bummer because the rest of the movie is so unbelievably, it feels so real and like earthy and like in this world. So I don't know. And then, of course, you see the framed picture of Diane Keaton and it's kind of like understood that she maybe passed away and it's like so much crying, so upsetting. And they have Thad and Patrick have the baby and it's kind of like, you know, the circle of life and whatever. So, so interesting. Such an amazing movie. Always makes me feel the full spectrum of emotions, truly like every single emotion such a wild time capsule so fascinating okay lovelies i will be seeing you on monday for an important episode about how to have fun alone i hope you have a fantastic weekend full of fun holiday things and goodness if you like this episode share it with a friend it would mean the world to me i'll see you on monday bye 